Okay, morning. This is Santa Wells here, Washington, D.C. I'm actually kind of close to the White House. I'm walking. I'm on my way to work. I have a part-time job at a consignment store. Um, it's Sunday morning, July 25th, 2021. Um, I, this is kind of a big, like a huge deal. Is it a big deal? I think it's a really huge deal. You know, what's a big deal, what isn't? Uh, the Texas Longhorns, I think, as well as the Oklahoma Suitors, we're going to switch conferences. We are, I think, going from the Big 12 to um, the SEC, which is the Southeast Conference. What does SEC stand for? SEC stands for Southeast Conference. Uh, that means Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Um, maybe that's good or bad. People have opinion. Um, but let me talk briefly about uh, the Royal Navy, exactly the Royal Navy, um, and Texas, but that kind of that part of the world. Um, so my last name is Wells, W-E-L-L-E-S. Um, I am today a member of the White House Church, St. John's Episcopal Church. Uh, my uncle was the Bishop of Kansas City. Edward Randolph Wells II was the Bishop of Kansas City. Um, in terms of the Royal Navy, um, it's Jamaica, and the name of the port was Port Arthur. So, what is the name of the Royal Navy port in Jamaica? Port Arthur. The, the name of the port was called Port Arthur. Yeah, there's actually a kind of a huge, that's a strategic spot because the harbor allows for deep sea vessels. Um, so, just in, in the Caribbean, one major Royal Navy port was in Jamaica, and it's called Port Arthur. And, but, um, it's called the West Indies. The West Indies. That means the islands in the Caribbean Sea. And, um, the economy of the region had to do with sugar production. Um, just about sugar. Um, you have to grow it in really hot climates. And it is, it is labor intensive and it is resource intensive because you need metals to cultivate sugar. You have to have heavy metals to cultivate sugar. Um, and, but, you know, how lucrative is all that? Because sugar, of course, you can have in tea. Um, you know, you eat sugar. Of course, you can make rum out of sugar. Um, all that was in the West Indies. Um, 
you know, of, of course, Texas has coastline on the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, it's the, sa- it's the same part of the world. So I, I'm listening to this song now, and it talks about Bacardi. Um, why that, you know, has to do with the Royal Navy has to do with um, Port Arthur in Jamaica and the West Indies and sugar cultivation in that part of the world. So, um, you know, England and the Royal Navy traded in sugar in the West Indies. But just the point of sugar is that it has to be a really hot climate and it is labor intensive but it requires expensive metals to cultivate but to sell it is extremely lucrative because of all these different forms and so it speaks to you know the Royal Navy in England and the American economy. Um, you know, is England and, and the Royal Navy. Um, but well, just one more time. What is the point of, of sugar production? It has to be a very hot climate. It is labor intensive. But you and I can't just grow sugar. It requires expensive metals to cultivate. So the Royal Navy had to, right, all that is sophistication and production. So, and listen to this rap song about Bacardi. So, this is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. Have a really great day. Okay, really quick here. I only have a minute. Um, this is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. It's Thursday, July 29th, 2021. So reading the paper, I want to describe something. It is exactly when the Chinese infantry does stuff. It kind of doesn't matter what they do. Um, because... The, it reminds of the Viet Cong and, and, and taking Hill, you know, 225. Any time the Chinese infantry does anything. For a while, they were, they were just Chinese men wearing uniforms on patrol is the phenomenon I'm describing. For a while, kind of recently, they were patrolling the border near Myanmar. Today, they're in the paper. There's two stories. There's one story, gunmen wound Chinese worker in Pakistan, fired into a car carrying two Chinese factory workers in the Pakistani port city of Karachi. But then there's another story. China backs Taliban rule in Afghanistan's future. Um, the Chinese, the language of it matters. When, when they remind of the, the VC and Hill, you know, 225, just 
Kind of recently, Chinese infantrymen were patrolling the border with Burma. Now, to, exactly today, they're in the paper about Afghanistan. Just when Chinese infantrymen do stuff. Okay, uh, good afternoon. This is Jada Wells here in Washington, D.C. It's Friday. Um, the July 30th. Today is Friday, July 30th, 2021. Um, so this is kind of a funny genre of talking, but it's, you know, locally, you know, what does anybody talk about? Um, you know, in Hollywood and Wall Street, I used to live in Los Angeles, um, as I, sometimes I try to talk like they do in Hollywood. I like how they talk in Hollywood. I've never lived in New York City, so I don't, I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about how people in Wall Street talk, but I, I did used to live in Los Angeles, and the people in Hollywood, they talk in a specific way. I like how they talk in Hollywood. Um, so here in Washington, it's a, it's a funny way of talking, but again, it relates to what everybody does for a living. Um, it has to do with the army and people in the, who work in the Pentagon or around the Pentagon, it is similar to Wall Street or Hollywood as a specific way of talking. Uh, it's what, it's what they do for work, but they, you know, they're really serious about their profession. It can be a lot of money. And, um, okay, so what, uh, a long time ago, I went to Russia for a year. Um, I went, I went, um, in, in 2004 and 2005, and I lived in St. Petersburg. Um, I studied at St. Petersburg State Polytechnic Institute. I speak Russian, and in college I, I took one semester of the Polish language. Um, but pretty much I just speak Russian. Um, but yeah, I, I lived in Russia for a year. I went, it was in 2004 and 2005. And um, here in Washington, what is my role in the whole thing? Um, I monitor the Eastern Front, is what I do. Um, the news reports and just the news, like news reports. I've, I monitor events on the Eastern Front. So, of course, Moscow, um, but Scandinavia and Belarus down to the Balkans. So, you know, I guess if I was, you know, in Wall Street, what would I, you know, what would my role in it be? Maybe I'd be a stockbroker. Um, here in Washington, what is my role in the whole thing? 
exactly what I do is I monitor the Eastern Front. And that means Scandinavia and Poland down to about the Balkans. Um, kind of why I could do that. I, I, I believe that I'm very good at my job. I try really hard. I put a lot of effort into it. But part of why I could do that is I lived in St. Petersburg for a year. Um, so I would be, I am very knowledgeable about uh, Scandinavia. And, um, yeah, my role in the whole thing here in Washington is that I monitor the Eastern Front. You know, kind of the today, what's going on uh, between Scandinavia and the Balkans. So this is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. Have a really great day. Okay, good afternoon. This is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. Um, today is Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. Where am I? Sometimes I'm near the White House. Um, sometimes I'm near the United States Capitol building. Where am I right now? I am in Foggy Bottom. Um, Foggy Bottom is informally the same thing as the State Department. So when someone says Foggy Bottom, what that means is the State Department. The United States Department of State. So, you know, Foggy Bottom called, that means it's the State Department. Um, by contrast, the Pentagon and the United States Department of Defense are in Arlington, Virginia, across the river. Um, Foggy Bottom is in northwest Washington, D.C., but it's at 23rd Street. So the White House is at 16th Street. So one way to look at it is the White House is at 16th Street. Foggy Bottom's at 23rd Street. That's seven blocks from the White House. So if the White House called, that's 16th Street. If Foggy Bottom called, that's 23rd Street. Foggy Bottom is the same thing as United States Department of State or the State Department. Uh, you know, when my first job here in Washington, I worked at the United States Department of Commerce. That's on 14th Street. Um, you, you know, you and I can be thoughtful about the State Department. Are they a big deal? Does that matter? You know, is that prestigious to work there? Would you like to work for the State Department? Um, you know, does the State Department do a good job? You know, our opinions and, and meditation and thoughts about the State Department. Regardless, this minute I am standing, where is the State Department? That is Foggy Bottom. Um, but a real story, I think maybe five, five years ago or so. I ju I, well, just today I just now ate lunch at Beef Steak. It is a restaurant a stone's throw from the Foggy Bottom metro station. That same restaurant, about five years ago, I was walking by, and there was two Russian-looking men standing out front. My degree from Texas is in Russia, and I lived in St. Petersburg. And I asked them in Russian where they were from, and they said Uzbekistan. Their response was... Uzbekistan. 
that is the end of the story. But I just now, yeah, at, when I eat there, I'm wondering if they'll come back or something. I'm hoping that they'll return to Beefsteak um, and I can see them again. Um, another story, but that was in DuPont Circle. Once I saw Anders Osland walk into the CVS. I'm waiting till the till the ambulance passes. A, a similar story, also a true story. In DuPont Circle, I once saw Anders Osland walk into the CVS. I was walking and I saw him, I know it was Anders Osland. At the time he was a fellow at the Peter, the Peterson Institute is actually right next to the Embassy of Uzbekistan. So this is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. Have a really great day. Okay, so I'm on the train headed to Baltimore. So I just, I want to talk about kind of modern American history. Um, my grandpa Sam Wells at Oxford studied modern European history. Um, at Oxford, my grandpa had has a diploma. On the diploma, it says a degree in modern European history. Just conceptually, you know, people can study this formally. Modern history. Um, you know, I think my grandpa was well liked. Um, you know, reflecting on my grandpa if he was well liked, but that is what he studied at Oxford, modern European history. Um, so I graduated from college um, in 2005. I spent my senior year in St. Petersburg, Russia, and then kind of the next day after I graduated from college, I moved to Los Angeles. And so that was January of 2006. Um, in, in January, you know, New Year's Day of, of 2006, I was already in California. Um, to put simply, they started moving a lot of tech stuff to Taiwan and I guess Hong Kong. So the semiconductors and iPhones and Apples and they started manufacturing this high-tech stuff. They, they moved a lot of that to Ty, exactly Taiwan even. And so I, we still have all these iPhones in America that they made in Taiwan. The, the California economy around then, in 2003, 2004, 2005, I was there to see it in person. Um, that is also when David Beckham was there. It, it was a, it was like a big it was like a stock market crash for California. Um, all these people who had had all these high tech jobs had nothing to do for a living. The cliche at the time was there's chiefs and no Indians. I was in California to see that at the time. Um, I then moved back to Texas, and all the Californians started moving to Texas. So they took, you know, as I was trying to find a job, I worked for AmeriCorps, 
but this is 2008 and 2009 and 2010. All the Californians started moving to other parts of the country and taking all the jobs. <laughs> so I like almost, you know, joking kind of, but I, I feel like I almost died in Texas of being poor even because of the Californians were there. There's all these people moving to Austin. Um, I, how I escaped, so to speak, is I, I got accepted to graduate school at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And then here in Washington, I've been here since 2013. Um, yeah, there's no way I'm going back to, there's, you know, I haven't been back to California since. I occasionally go back to Texas. Um, but yeah, just, it was like a stock market crash in California in the early 2000s and it's because still in america we have all these iphones that say made in taiwan but then the californians started moving to texas <laughs> so you know you almost think that's why i got a job here in washington maybe the californians used to move to washington they started moving to texas something but yeah you know that was really hard um but yeah how i escaped so to speak because i went to grad school in atlanta and then you know when they offered me a job here in washington yeah, but there's no way I'm going back to California. Uh, you know, in terms of the job market, there's no way I'm going back to Texas either. So. Okay, so um, I think I'm talking about Atul Chopra. A-T-U-L Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A. Um, okay, so... What everything I could think about at school. First of all, only his dad can say his name how it's supposed to be said. So his mom actually is ethnically from South America. His dad is ethnically Indian. His dad is for a living a lung doctor. How you spell it is A T U L. But officially right just if the name looks like that A-T-U-L I know some other guy here in Washington named Amol M-A-M-O-L if the name looks like that it only their parents can actually say it right right so that's kind of a funny thing about a tool he just, he just, yeah, on paper, on paper, no one but his dad can say his name right. But remarkably about Atul, you know, th that is kind of an English language phrase. You know, I need a tool to, and so it has every kind of Texan, if you saw the name A-T-U-L, how would you say that? I have heard, <laughs> I have heard every variation of that because, of course, I would introduce Atul to my friends. So how, just kind of how his dad would say it, is Atul. Atul. Supposedly, how his dad would say his name was Atul. Atul. I would call him Atul, but you, you know. Because of the because of the vowels, a tool, a tool, just you know, if someone wanted to, D 
different ways to say Atul's name. But yeah, I guess I, it speaks to language, uh, European cultures, but supposedly how his dad said it sounded like Atul. 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 A-T-U-L. Uh, remarkably, I've heard, because I would introduce him to my friends, how would you say that name? A-T-U-L. Okay, good morning. This is Donna Wells here in Washington, D.C. It's Sunday, October 10th, 2021. So I want to talk about Washington. Uh, I'm from Texas originally. My last name is Wells, W-E-L-L-E-S. I'm a Longhorn. Um, when I first moved here, I moved here from Atlanta because I went to Georgia Tech for graduate school. So um, right when I moved here, does anybody remember what happened in the spring of 2013? That is when Edward Snowden fled the country. When I first got here is when Edward Snowden fled the country. He exactly moved from Hawaii to Hong Kong and then he flew to Moscow. So if everybody else at the time was paying attention to that, I was very, you know, asked me what happened, I know, because I had just arrived in Washington, I followed it very closely. He flew from Honolulu to Hong Kong I think, and then from Hong Kong to Moscow. To my knowledge, he's still in Moscow, but I, you know, I've, I don't keep track of him much anymore, but that is when I first got here. Um, the Washington Post at the time, I read, I read the paper every day. That was a big deal. That was a big deal when that happened. I read every news story in the paper about it. You know, ask me what happened when Edward Snowden left. I do know in the sense I read it in the paper. Um, there was a description of him in Hawaii provided by his neighbor. Exactly the description was he would run from his car to his front door of his house. I think he owned a home in Hawaii. When he arrived home, his neighbors would see him awkwardly get out of the car and run to his front door. And at the time, it was, it was you know, because people were calling him a spy and an international man of mystery, you know, it seemed less like James Bond's and more like afraid run to the door. <laughs> it, his, it's his neighbors that provided the description. His next door neighbors in Hawaii said, that he would awkwardly and weirdly run from his own car to his own front door of his own home. That is how his neighbors described him. Um, I have another story here in Washington. When I first moved here, I, I had a, a mentor, so to speak, at the United States Department of Commerce. They, as a group, this is, this is good advice. Um, it was kind of an older man. He was originally from Florida. It, it, it was a warning to us. Um, in Washington, it is such a small town that when you are out, for example, don't yell at the waiter. Because it is such a small town, he, the example he used was yell at the waiter, someone will see you and somehow you will know them later at work or something. Um, just put that aside. 
This morning it was such a weird conversation at Starbucks. Um, I, it's Sunday, it's nice out. I, I walked here from my apartment. I'm at the Starbucks near uh, Logan Circle near 14th Street. And I have my coffee and my protein box and there was only, there weren't any open tables. And so um, the one table, you know, there was this one young man at a table. And I said, well, can I, I share your table with you? He did act like Edward Snowden in the sense he wasn't allowed to tell me his name or where he was from. I asked where he was from. He said he awkwardly didn't want to say it, but I insisted. He said, well, I'm from Georgia. Actually, the whole point here is I went to Georgia Tech for grad school. Um, he, went, he told me he went to Georgia Tech for undergrad. And then we sat there in silence. And then kind of as, as one of us was getting up to leave, I said, well, you know, are you on LinkedIn? He refused to tell me his name so we can connect on LinkedIn. He told me his first name, Sam, not his last name. Exactly what I know about him, even though we sat at the same Starbucks table all morning, is that his name is Sam, he's from Georgia, and he went to Georgia Tech for undergrad. <laughs> he refused to tell me his last name so we could connect on LinkedIn, and he half didn't want to tell me his first name or where he was from. Um, just... You know, I'm, I'm 38. Um, I'm from Austin, Texas originally. Um, I graduated Phi Beta Kappa from Texas in 2005. I was at Georgia Tech. Um, you know, I'm, act I'm a volunteer. You know, I'm really active in social stuff around the city. You know, anybody asks me, I'll say Austin, Texas, UT, uh, Wells, Dada Wells, Austin, Texas, UT. Uh, you know, my dad's named Henry. Um, I, I think it's not, you know, I, I, I'm a little bothered by this guy not wanting, yes, because we're, we are two human beings, obviously kind of the same, we actually both went to Georgia Tech even. He refused to tell me his last name, and he seems secretive about where he works. So this is Dada Wells here in Washington, D.C. Have a really great day.